Hi everyone, I'm Georgiana and today on Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast, I'm talking to a founder this time, not to an employer branding manager. His name is Christopher Plantena. Um, he is CEO and founder at Contest. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Welcome. Very, very nice to be here. Such a pleasure. Uh, I think it was really actually very interesting for our audience to hear about company culture and employer branding from founders as well. So, you know, you might be actually launching a trend in this podcast. Please tell us, Christopher, what do you do and what does, well, you're a CEO, but what does Contest do exactly? So, yeah, I do found this company. So I'm the, I'm the founder of Contist and Contist is basically um, uh, we, we started with a bank, like a bank account for self-employed. So mm-hmm. we're really focusing on freelancers, our target group. Eventually now we have basically enlarged our service. So we offer a bank account, uh, fully automated accounting and tax declaration uh, all in one app for freelancers, basically here in Germany. Mm-hmm. I know taxes are quite quite a hassle when when you move to germany i've experienced it myself so your your product must be really in use at the moment yeah yeah it's 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 quite uh, it's quite crazy i mean we we started already uh, a couple of years ago we just uh, talked about it we even shared like an office at the time i think in 2016 that must have been or something uh, in in, in mind space but uh, then we started like with a bank account and for many years people have freelancers in germany have kind of had it that contists basically offers banking for freelancers mm-hmm. Not- <laughs> Now with the extension into the taxes is a very like interesting areas, but we first have to like it took us a year to make it uh, publicly available that we are also doing that service now. Now that has actually we are we're having so much growth in this area that we like uh, yeah next year and that's also I guess why I'm much more into this topic of employer branding right now. We will be hiring so many people because it's pretty ext- uh, steep growth mm-hmm. we are facing at mm-hmm. the time being. And of course, as you can imagine, doing like tax declaration for people, um, which ultimately is going to be very much automated, but in the in the early phases still requires also a lot of human help. And that's why we also need and also technicians, of course, uh, to be able to build all the fancy um, AI driven systems, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we are building to make that happen. Right. Mm, but I'm, I'm curious. I mean, your services are definitely destined to freelancers, right? However, you are also working with freelancers in the company or not? Are you combining both typical employees and freelancers or how, how is the business model organized? I mean, we are so so. The, the, the funny thing is, like when 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 we met the first time, at, um, it, it, that we had a rule until 2018 actually that if you had never been a freelancer, you uh, could only start as a freelancer working for us. Because I'm basically, I've been saying, mm-hmm. if you have not uh, had the in German we say Angstschweiß, the yeah. the fear on your mm-hmm. forehead when receiving a letter from the tax authorities you have not been uh, self-employed or freelancer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that like everybody kind of had uh, had this experience, had to do their accounting, had to uh, get a tax number, all these kind of things. And that actually was really, really good. It was the best training 
cultural fit training program I could have personally ever kind of invented because it made sure that, okay, the, the German law do not allow that, you know, everybody is kind of freelancing all the time, right? So after a certain time, you have to, of course, then migrate to a regular employment. Yeah. And it was also not the typical Berlin, uh, you know, I'm using cheap uh, gig economy workers and then laying them off again. That was not the idea. The idea was really to understand our customers, right? Now we are too big, we're not allowed um, to do this anymore, but we still have a lot of freelancers and particularly since uh, Corona, I think we have uh, during Corona doubled in size of em uh, employees, mm -hmm. uh, but in that in a complete uh, a remote world. That's also when we started our tax service, like in a complete without ever meeting each other, it was quite a, quite a challenge. Now, of course, we are remote first and we are also like hiring people all over the world, right? So trying to gain the, take the benefits of, um, of that. And if somebody is outside of, of Germany, typically it also gonna start as a, as a freelancer. But mm -hmm. what is quite important at our end is that, you know, because we have a product only for freelancers and of course we value them uh, very much, nobody in the company uh, makes a difference. So for most people, I'm not even sure if they know if you're an employee or a freelancer, right? Okay. In my mm -hmm. world, um, there is kind of same right, same obligation. Um, I don't want people to run around in the company and say, ah, oh, but he or she is a freelancer and he or she is not, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is a team member and maybe a team member works only certain times and stuff, but an employee can also only work at certain times and so forth. Now we are much more flexible in, in Corona anyway so like the fixed uh, amount of hours and stuff becomes anyway less of um, of the main topic mm -hmm. so I see a big trend which we had already uh, before corona uh, is now continuing and that's really that there is a convergence more and more between this freelance and employer world right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how do you manage to keep the culture cohesive given these circumstances so one thing you mentioned was that you don't really make a difference between who's a full-time employee and a freelancer right what other methods do you guys use for keeping everyone under the same roof i mean we really methods we are we are also like i think um a, a struggling um and and experimenting and, and stuff it is like everybody else doing this uh, in, the, in the corona mm -hmm. crisis mm -hmm. right i mean uh, before that uh, we had uh, i think if you ask uh, uh, my, my 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 teammates and and former employees and stuff because we had a relatively uh, strong uh, culture at, at contis that's something i've always been uh, very proud about and when i started the company and that's still kind of an okr in many years and hangs on our wall is really we wanted to create this the best startup in berlin to work for right mm -hmm. so this is kind of it's a big goal and i'm not at all saying that that we we are there yet i'm I, i'm sure you can never kind of relax and sometimes you're better and sometimes you're worse but we had a very um culture but it is true it was very much driven around like um, also being in the office about meeting about having events doing things together and there we didn't differentiate between freelancers or not, right? So mm -hmm. you could come to the office, you could not, you could be a freelancer or not. That was not at all the line which divided uh, the, the thing. Now that we are basically in a, in a, in a Corona first world, yep. 
Um, where people we, also work remote, freelancer or not. Exactly. Yeah. We have, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. We have changed. So our, for the entire company, both for employees and for freelancers, we have become a remote first company officially. Mm -hmm. So uh, nobody is uh, in any way or shape obliged since one and a half years now, or whatever it is, right, uh, to actually come to the office anymore. It's still kind of an ongoing experiment, which we have just basically prolonged for another year, because um, I do also see there are some critical aspects, uh, particularly as, a, as, as the founder of the company, which has this very strong belief into culture and stuff like this. I'm not saying, uh, oh, you know, let's just do that and stuff like this. I have this feeling sometimes that in these days um, there's a tendency that also goes for myself, but for a lot of people, that we have a tendency of kind of thinking of ourselves first and a bit forgetting about uh, that uh, company has also like a social um, aspect to it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes Absolutely. you're coming to a, uh, to a meeting, not because this meeting is so useful for you, but actually your colleagues, uh, for them, it's very mm -hmm. important to get information from you. Onboarding, right? We had like more, I think it was almost 100 people which we had to onboard uh, now this year during Corona. I mean, it's easier for them to get into the job, uh, to know what to do and stuff like this, if they can just turn around and talk to a colleague and stuff yeah, like this, right? Mm -hmm. So in a sense, um, I've, I've heard we had a very, very strong wish inside the company that we should go this first, uh, remote first. And I do think my like, obligation as a founder is uh, to create an environment in which we can experiment and create successful experiments. Mm -hmm. And if this is a great wish from everybody in the team, then I said, okay, I see that critical, but I want to go with you guys and let's figure out how this is best done. But, and that's basically now um, the focus, we have to also rethink a couple of things. So one example is we had like a big open space and then the ground floor here in Berlin in Castanien Alley. Yeah. And we, we basically didn't need that anymore, right? So we turned this now into, a, into an event space. Right. And that is an event space uh, where, where freelancers can meet now in Corona. It's not so many external events and stuff like this, but we actually deliberately also say for people, you know, um, why don't you come after work? Right. Mm -hmm. There is kind of we have a free yeah, bar a there idea. and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I'm always saying to the people, you, if you think you can work better at home, right, then 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 do that. That's that's completely fine. But maybe the four or five o'clock meeting, uh, um, why don't you do that in the office and then afterwards still stay for an hour or two and basically socialize there and meet people. Yeah. I don't really care when you do it, but I do think that it is important that you actually have contact, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's exactly one of the initiatives. Um, now, again, we are completely closed due to the Corona situation. But during the summer, it was actually used quite a lot by, by my colleagues, right? So we have suddenly seen a change from people were actually not during the day in the office, but then the later afternoon or early evening, you could see actually a, mm -hmm. a, a peak and rise and people actually coming to the office. Again, that is that is of course very much um, also there's, there's downsides to it, right? I mean that works very well for the younger crowds out there, which are maybe single and like to meet, yeah. and mm -hmm. and that's that's very cool. We of course, as we are growing, me myself, I'm father of of, of four kids. Um, I cannot hang out every evening in the office. I love it, yeah. and that's a very nice way of interacting with people and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. But so this cannot be the only way. 
right? We have to remember there's different um, uh, social groups uh, in, a, in a company and we also have to give uh, people which cannot come every evening and party at the company uh, a room to meet. But that's exactly some of these uh, challenges, mm -hmm. which, mm -hmm. which, you know, I've been doing. And then there's another thing and that's really in, in terms of uh, communication. I haven't really started with that, but I'm uh, kind of wanting to do this to do like focus much more on internal communication in a sense to have like internal podcast. We are setting up a studio internally as well, where we're going nice. to be doing videos and stuff like this. And to say, you know, we have to change the way how we communicating inside the company. Right. It cannot. I, I don't know if you have the same thing, but I'm sitting so often in front of a screen with like 50 tiles on it because I would like to see at least a glimpse of the people, mm -hmm. you know, on, from time to time. But this is like really, really not inspiring. Right. No, it's really, really not. So I do think we have to dribble down on on internal communication and define like setting new measures there, rethinking the way how we how we do this. Not necessarily only one way communication. I do think we have to like I would like to invite other people's teams and stuff like this to have a dialogue, but to have find different ways and qualities of dialogue um, in this in this remote world. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, because I'm trying to, to make this vast field of employer branding a bit more measurable, I'm wondering what role does data play into your company culture at Contest and how do you actually keep track of people's happiness? I mean, we have always uh, been uh, very kind of rigid in, in doing so. So we had from almost day one a tool called Office Vibe, uh, where we had kind mm -hmm. of, right, it's rolling daily, yeah. no, not daily, weekly, bi-weekly uh, um, uh, surveys and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, the, the problem was a bit like it was... It was the, the participation also post, uh, um, before Corona uh, was not always the, the very best. Also, um, I have to admit on, on, on our side, sometimes I think, uh, you know, taking service is one thing, but then teams are also expecting uh, that action will basically happen, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, in that sense, now we have changed to another tool called Culture Amp, and we have decided to, to change the way and kind of have like one big annual survey, which mm -hmm. we just had, mm -hmm. um, actually. So very uh, uh, comprehensive, uh, going, you know, about everything, general happiness, recommending the company, culture, values, all these kind of things. And now we just got that. Um, and actually, I think tomorrow I will be uh, informing the, the company about it and also about kind of what concrete actions and measurements mm -hmm. we will take now. And then hopefully in one year when we measure again, where we'll see we're going to have like a big uh, mm -hmm. improvements. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you were to make some, some key predictions, let's say for, for next year, when it comes to talent acquisition or employer branding, what, what, you, what would you say is going to happen major that companies should really pay attention to? I mean, it's, I think it's a bit of what I've what I've already said. Uh, what I think um, this like remote first or this entire topic of remote, right? This is going to be the main topic, right? Um, sure. I can already see that right now. Some people will only basically uh, hire with companies or go with companies which which basically are completely flexible. Others will also tolerate if you have uh, um, other policies and stuff like this. But I think. I'm 
companies have to be pretty clear about that. And my guess would be the more flexible you are, the, the better it, or the more attractive it will make you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But of course, it has the, draws, the, the downsides, which I, which we already discussed a yeah. bit, um, a bit earlier. So I think really um, around that, as I said, rethink the office. I've heard this in, in a couple of other yeah. interesting uh, podcasts and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and articles actually, where we're saying we need to. I mean, it's not really the office. Rethink the way how we meet. Yeah. I think. I mean, other I've 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 heard um, from. Uh, from other um, people and CEOs and founders, they they, they had this bonfire uh, meetings and I mean, so many other places and possibilities and stuff. But I think rethinking that and making that part of the company culture and offering that, that's going to be an important thing. And I do think that people like when you talk employer branding and <laughs> I'm sorry, and recruiting the um, people will buy into concepts, I think, right? And some people will basically say, I like that new way. It's maybe not 100% flexible, but I actually like the vision uh, behind that. This is exactly what is attracting me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then other companies will do offer other things where, again, new people will come through. But it's important, I think, to have a very clear offering there and to also communicate clearly basically that's what we are doing to make it kind of more attractive and there's many possibilities i talked to others we are also thinking about that should we maybe offer remote office in i don't know on an island in spain in, yeah. in croatia or something like that to to make it more attractive so that people can spend the winter time um, instead in berlin rather in a, in a sunny place all these kind of things mm -hmm. right uh, considerations uh, which I hear in the market at least I'm sure you do too yeah. uh, a lot of companies are kind of you know thinking about right then then another trend is this this entire topic of um, purpose and value which was already I think there before uh, Corona, yeah, but not so tangible um, as it is today, no, no. I would say. But 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 it's it's really. I mean, it's also one of the the like the, the value topic has been a long time on my list due to Corona. I had a couple of emergency topics I needed to kind of fix first. Mm -hmm. I we I, I really hope that next year I I have uh, the time uh, to 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 triple down on that. On the purpose end, I don't know if you know, we had set up this contest foundation uh, where we are also doing a lot and we have helped a lot of self-employed also during Corona. And that's, I think, it's a good example to also uh, to say, you know, we engage at Contest, we have always done that, mm -hmm. but I, 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 I do think that a lot of uh, that's going to become a much bigger trend uh, in, in employer branding as well that we say, I mean, what are you doing beyond? Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah. In, a, in, in an ideal case, of course, you're doing it. I mean, we are doing it for our um, customers. Yeah. So it strategically stays coherent, right? Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm always doing this uh, for, for the, the right, like, um, um, key positions in the mm -hmm. company. I do, like, the last interview, the so-called culture check. Yeah. And then I always say to, to people, you know, if you are not really kind of um, uh, waking up in the morning and saying, you know, I really want to make a difference for freelancers, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. then there is no fit for you at Contest, right? So mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's getting closer around like the purpose of a company. Also, I think uh, better, like filtering better. 
I, I also recommend that, by the way, to, to, to employees out there and say, you know, find the company uh, where your heart really beats strong and maybe stay a bit longer. I mean, that, that is another trend out there, which I see, uh, I don't know, it's Berlin here. I'm sure other um, bigger cities have this as well, that the rotation oh, yeah. is, um, mm -hmm. is, is quite is uh, steep, yep. which I find a bit sad in a sense, because it's actually a counter movement to the purpose Right. I mean, yeah. on the one hand side, you have a um, have, have you have a belief, a certain purpose into this. But um, are you then only going to work for like two years on that purpose? Mm -hmm. You were shaking your head. You don't uh, you don't see it like that. I think it also has to do a lot with the way people are being recruited. You know, I think there's a there's a big disconnect between mm -hmm. what employers are looking for and what uh, people are seeing at some companies, and then you don't get into the companies, people that really resonate with the purpose and people that really want to stay with you for the long run. So that's also something that me personally as a consultant, I, I work on a lot whenever I, I talk to CEOs and to employer branding managers. But anyway, just to, just to sum up, it, it really is nice for me to see that this um, remote office trend is becoming a constant with everybody that I talk to, this is really something that I think we'll be seeing more and more next year. And I really like the idea of including corporate social responsibility and in a way sustainability in your employer branding strategy, sort of, right? Because it's also going to help you to retain and attract better people, I think, right? I really like this about contest. Not many companies do it. And then I guess also leadership buy-in is also something that's going to happen more and more and I think leadership involvement in the end is going to be more and more important in the years to come when it comes to employer branding. This didn't, didn't happen before, right? It's something completely new. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good point, yeah. I mean, if I'm not mentioning, then, um, then it's definitely an area where we, where we need to um, improve. Um, the, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking while, 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 while you're saying that and stuff, I guess, I mean, there, but there's also in a, in a startup, there's, of course, also these various phases, right? You have a founder's phase where you have right. the founding team mm -hmm. member. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm the last uh, founders. You get new people in and stuff like yes. this. So there's also a certain challenge, actually, in various phases of a company, getting new people in, making those people buy into uh, certain aspects, right? <laughs> but also adding new ones to it. So, so I've, I found that personally to be quite... Uh, a challenging uh, thing, right? Yeah. Whereas my personal role, I think, in all that has always stayed the same. But it's easy as a founder, right? You start the company, of course, you evolve personally, but your values, your engagement, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that stays stays is very similar. Um, but the role of the teams around you actually changes over time as the company is growing. Um, but it's a very good point. I will be continuously thinking about. Yeah, true. <laughs> And what's what's in line for Contest in 2022? What are your plans? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of crazy plans. Mm -hmm. uh, some I cannot yet uh, disclose, um, but hopefully uh, to be heard of um, in, in, in Q1. Um, but I mean, for sure, on the on the employer branding, hiring side and stuff, I guess uh, we are uh, going to be more than doubling again. So that's, I think, 170 people are planned to be hired next year. Uh, 
um, yeah. you are in this market, you know that mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. uh, easy. Not easy. We also have a particular challenge that that we have such a diverse um, um, team in terms of, I mean, we have on the one hand side these tax expert, then we're looking for a lot of tech um, expert, product yep. expert, um, also in, 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 the, in our banking field, in, in customer support and, and, and the like. So it's not only like one group, but a lot of different, um, uh, a different one, right? So um, doing that and at the same time, I mean, a lot say it. I think for us, it's actually quite true to, to really change an industry. I mean, the, this taxation um, industry in Germany is one of the, the most old fashioned uh, yeah. industries mm -hmm. out there. And coming in there with a completely new spirit is on the one hand side, very good because we see that a lot of traditional like particularly in the tax area right a lot of employees are coming to us and i have like had the most uh uh, crazy scenes last year when people were speaking up in the alt hands, telling everybody like how different it is to work in a startup in Berlin in this industry mm -hmm. versus, you know, a tax advisory where they work the last 12 years, right? Yeah. So you really, really have this experience of people kind of waking up for the first time, which is rare, right? I, I worked all my uh, my my life in, t in the tech environment. Typically, we have all been working in this environment. There's not a lot of these aha moments where you actually, right? It's yeah. it's the same kind of people and it's agile exactly. and it's this, mm -hmm. this and that. Regardless of the actually, company, yeah, you're right. It's about the same but, environment. Mm -hmm. Exactly, but but if you're actually taking a completely new industry and 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 bringing it to uh, to to not to their next level, right? It's just on our regular level, but yeah. then you can really, really see in people's um, eyes, you can really see kind of that what we consider in our little bubble here, all normal, yeah. for a big part right. out there mm -hmm. is completely it's not completely normal, alien. right? Yeah. And, and that, exactly. is, that is a big um, opportunities. And I'm so often thinking, right? I'm not sure who is uh, listening uh, to, to, uh, to, to us right now, but the, I'm, I'm so often thinking, guys out there, you know, which are outside potentially the Berlin bubble, yeah. um, you have so big opportunities. You know, if you're just taking some of these techniques and opportunities and bringing it into more traditional environments, you can really, really, really inspire people. You can really make a difference. And it's not even, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just look at basically what works and implement. And you don't even have to go the full Monty, right? You yeah. just have to go for your industry, for where you are today, maybe a big step, but but uh, right, not into the complete blue where you have no clue uh, what is getting it, right? So this opportunity, I see for us a lot in the in the in the tax space. Still, we need to make sure that people hear about us and and actually see this. But then uh, that was one of the really cool things in 2021 for me to see what impact you can have actually by offering these kind of jobs in an exactly. environment which mm -hmm. is not used. Enough. Yeah, and sort of expanding your employer reach beyond your bubble. Yes, I'm also a strong advocate of hiring people who could do the job, not necessarily the ones that you know for sure can do it. So, yeah. But that's a huge change of mind frame in Berlin, as far as I can see it. 
Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, I think uh, everywhere, right? But I mean, we are all faced uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, still a bit of a post-corona year, but in our like high uh, education, high tech bubble, I mean, we are so much looking for people, right? And there is just not enough. So if we're not being creative, if we're not and rethinking, yep. we, mm-hmm. right, we will we will not at all be able to to get to reach that, right? So we have to think different and have to also consider different people um, um, to do that. I mean, we are we at Contist, we are quite diverse, I would argue, in some areas where we have like, uh, what is it, uh, um, 46 uh, different nationalities, I think the last time nice. somebody mm-hmm. threw me a number and stuff like that. So we have a lot when it comes to that. And age-wise, I mean, in Berlin tends to be a bit younger everything, but now like the oldest employee is uh, 76, I think he is. Mm-hmm. So That's we have nice. also gone this way. But where I do think, for example, at Contist, uh, there is still a lot of room. We have also more female than, than, than men actually, also pretty rare. Um, I think it was last time it was 60% women or something. Um, cool. Not yet in leadership. That's something we have to we really, really trying, particularly on the on the executive board, to um, to to get one or two um, females on um, on that level. Mm-hmm. So that's something. But what I what I want to get it. I mean, some areas, for example, you we are you are in Berlin quite often neglecting. Like yeah. for example, families. To give an example. Right. I mean, we have a tendency of going for this international, um, uh, more singles, younger people and stuff mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there, there are a couple of companies I talked to in, in recent time where they have also been actually uh, they had been really focusing on, on families. Maybe they have done it to the extreme on the other side. But diversity right, uh, has more aspects than just nationality, exactly. gender. Yeah, right. Right, we we have to we have to think even further in 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 this or sexual orientation for that yes. matter, which has been high here in Berlin in our mind, right? But there's there's other components which we I think have to foster stronger there. I totally agree. I totally agree, and I have to mention that I know other women my age. I'm I'm 36, by the way, and I also have a child. Women who find it hard to um, to find a flexible job, a job which can allow them to do their pick up from Kita every day, drop-offs and so on. So indeed, this is a, another diversity aspect that's sort of not being taken into account. What, what I truly believe there um, is, is, is really this um, tandem jobs. I know this has been up here in Berlin and stuff, but I mean, I have shared now since... Uh, three years. I had the first. It was a woman. Now we're two men. Um, uh, the the CEO role, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm actually trying to say um, uh, he wants also to go into paternity leave. Um, uh, so and and he will. My my co CEO and stuff like this. So um, I really believe that in job sharing on key positions, right? And uh, in my ideal world, we would have like duplicates on almost all key uh, yeah. positions, right? Exactly. And then, mm-hmm. but but really with that purpose in mind, right? It doesn't have to be only two women. It can also be a man. And I mean, a lot, I know a lot of men which also want to spend more time with their yeah, family absolutely. or have other things and stuff like mm-hmm. this, right? So I, I really believe that that, <laughs> I apologize again, mm-hmm. that mentality is, um, very much um, that could very much kind of change 
the way, uh, but particularly I see it, of course, uh, a father of four, um, yeah. uh, having lived for 10 years in Denmark. Uh, so the, the world of women in, 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 in the Korean stuff, I guess, has always been a, a topic I had in mind, right? And I really think there is a great opportunity there uh, to do this more. Um, and I do hope that at Contist also we will be become more systematic. Right now it's more kind of I'm preaching it, but we don't have a regular program yet. But I hope that we actually will yeah. start going. But I think that the best thing is always, you know, as a CEO, that's at least what I said. It's like, do it. Right, show to mm -hmm. others that mm -hmm. I can do it and stuff like this. Then you can also say nobody else in the company should be afraid to ask and say, "I would like to do that model with somebody else." Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Christopher, we're now reaching the the end of our episode, and I need to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests, and that is to tell us what's the one thing that's helped you a lot in your career. Like I don't know, it can be books, it can be blog posts, movies, whatever. Something that's been really instrumental for you? Um, the uh, one of the of it, it, a lot of people have heard it recently have read it again. That's that's why it is up. And it's definitely for me uh, on my desk for for next next year, a book um, uh, delivering happiness mm -hmm. from the Sappos uh, yeah. founder, yeah. which mm -hmm. I can never pronounce his family name, Shea. but uh, Tony, Tony ha something, yeah. but Shea, um, yeah, Tony Shea. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but uh, but that, that that has been kind of a, a really great inspiration and is definitely like again for me for next year. The way I mean, that that was the company, the company culture is just something admirable i think what he has created there was really at least yeah. from the book i've never been but when i read this book i'm just like oh my god yeah. i want that as well right the values the value driven organization and stuff like this this has really 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 inspired me and is to that day giving me a lot of kind of energy and guidance for the next phase of of, of my company so that's definitely yeah. one of the resources i would i would name here that is much appreciated, I have to say. Um, he, he was way ahead of his time, I think, this guy at, at Zappos. And it's definitely, the book is definitely on my reading list as well. And that being said, I want to thank you, Christopher, for the nice talk. It was really, really good having you today and finding out so much more about Contest. I wish you the best of luck in 2022. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. This was Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and content on employer branding related themes on employerbranding.tech. Until the next time, stay tuned. Bye.